Welcome to Episode 7 of the Movie City Maniacs. On this episode, we'll be covering House 3, a.k.a. The Horror Show from 1989. Welcome to the Movie City Maniacs. I'm Kyle. I'm Maddie. And uh, we are here to talk maniacs. We're here to talk about, actually, yeah. <laughs> movies. Mad, Mad Max maniacs, Cleavers. Maniacs, movies, and... Cleavers? Meat Cleavers? Sure. Max? And Lance Hendrickson's, or no, sorry, <laughs> Brian James' face on a turkey. <laughs> How great is that scene, by the way? <laughs> uh, I can't wait to talk about no, the uh, the horror this- show, a.k.a. House 3. We are um, continuing with our coverage of the House series uh, with kind of the, um, I believe it's official sequel, but kind of not. It's like yeah. unofficial. I've read about I think this. it's official sequel in some places they in the world. They sold it but, to uh, Europe as um, a sequel to House 3, but I think they raised the funds in uh, or America for like just like a, the horror show. Yeah, I, I've heard different stories. Like from what I heard, Sean Cunningham originally it was meant to be House Three, but then uh, this the House series was kind of dying off, so they decided for North American audiences to change it and sell it as a different film as a horror show. But again, like you hear different competing, yeah. you know, stories. So who knows? Well, this one feels way different than the other two. Yeah, like, it, it does. It, that's why. Yeah, that, that's why I don't know if I buy that. It definitely yeah. seems like from the beginning it was meant to be something else, almost like an action and then they, movie. Uh, yeah, they they made it as like a, this other film and then tried to capitalize. I yeah. would assume on the, the success of the other House? films, but I don't know. Maybe House Two was a bomb. I, I don't remember. I wouldn't be surprised because uh, it was definitely. Yeah, well, you can hear our opinions on House Two <laughs> in the last episode, but uh, yeah, before we jump into our house coverage, uh, I guess we just had the big uh, Comic-Con. That's right. We're not going to go too much into it because, again, we are releasing these episodes a little bit later yeah. for the first batch of episodes. We want to um, you know, build a little bit of a stock mm-hmm. as we, we uh, prep the uh, the logos and the uh, intro and whatnot. But uh, I guess I, we can quickly run down. I mean, there's a lot of big trailers. Uh, yeah. Comic book films are just killing it this year. Oh, We've already had Wonder Woman, Spider-Man, and Guardians, which have all mm-hmm. been successful uh, critically and commercially. Yeah. And then we still have like the Thor the Dark or not Thor. Rancor? Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Um, which, I don't know how this is going to go, to be honest with you. See, I don't know. I, yeah. I thought the first I thought the first Thor film was, was decent, and then yeah. the second film I, I thought was pretty bad. Yeah. This film, here's the thing, it's not Thor, it's not the Thor that you grew up in, with yeah. in comics. If you wanted that, you're not going to get this. This looks like more of Guardians was successful, so how yeah. can we you know try to make Thor successful as well? But you know what, it, it looks fun. I don't know, I man. So? The trailer, there's like, wasn't there like the CGI wolf creature yeah. and like like Hulk and Gladiator like, armor, like World War Hulk kind of deal. Yeah, yeah, kind of something yeah. like that. I think that there's some weird thing where they don't have the rights to do a solo Hulk film. Okay, I believe Universal still owns that, so they can do Hulk, but he can't be his title. So okay. this is their way of maybe kind of 
blending that with the Thor Ragnarok story. But that yeah, like sense. it looks, it's got that 80s synth score and it just looks fun. Like it's directed by uh, Taika Waititi, the director of uh, What We Do in the Shadows and uh, Hunt okay. for the Wilder People. So kind of awesome. I mean, again, it's not the first director you think of for a yeah. Thor film, but I mean, those other Thor films were not working. Yeah. So maybe this is what so, it needs. Ma- you know, maybe, yeah, this is, you know, some, it's going to be something different. It looks fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justice League, I thought looked pretty awesome. They've, yeah. I, this trailer. I can't wait to see this movie. It's, it's looking like they're nailing that tone where I was kind of worried before that, you know, after the not so successful Batman vs Superman, mm-hmm. which I love, but I mean, a lot of people just weren't down with yeah. that downer <laughs> tone for a Batman Superman film. This kind of seems like it's a blend of the two where it's not going Marvel goofy, but at the same time, it's not going to be a downer. But uh, I don't know. I, I think it looks really fun oh, yeah, and incredible. Sure. It seems like they're kind of starting to nail some of the CGI. I, um, I'm pretty excited about the uh, Justin's League. And then you had uh, Ready Player One, Spielberg's new film, which... Did you notice any of the Easter eggs? I noticed a few, but I've heard like, oh, yeah. there's supposed to be like Well, tons. Freddy Krueger was in there. I didn't see Freddy Krueger. He's yeah. You see him jump up and he gets blown away. Yeah. Iron Giant. I saw in there. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually had to watch um, a, a YouTube video on there pointing out all the okay. Easter eggs. But yeah, there's a lot in there. The 18 van was in I there. I saw the DeLorean was the in DeLorean, there. DeLorean. Yeah, I, I thought the trailer was a bit of a mess. It looked like a video game to me. It really did. But at the same time, knowing that it's Spielberg, knowing the story of pretty much it's like, you know, one of those um, uh, scavenger hunt type films in a video game with all 80s references. I mean, it it sounds like it it would be the perfect film for him Mm -hmm. and it's the perfect film for me and and probably you. So we'll see. I mean, it's it's an early teaser trailer. It was a teaser, right? It's still got, yeah, like a year out or something, I believe. So I'm sure, you know, the CGI, they'll uh, they'll improve improve and all that stuff. But it's one of those films, if I didn't, like, I had uh, one of our buddies, Cam Mitchell, uh, told me about the story because he read the book, and that's yeah. why I was like, oh, that sounds so cool. But, like, I wouldn't have got that from the trailer. The trailer, I don't know what is going yeah. on. It seems like it's like a Tron-type movie for It the felt trailer. like Speed Racer. Like, it just yeah. seems like a blur of colors. And a lot of, yeah, CGI. But, again, mm-hmm. I, I have faith that that is going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. And and possibly the coolest trailer, as much as I the other trailers got me really excited. I can't wait for this. Stranger Things season two. I, I've obviously I'm excited like everyone else. I liked the first season. I mean, I don't know if I thought it, you know, changed the world like other people. Yeah. But this trailer has really got me excited oh, for season so two. Cool. They use Vincent Price's narration from Thriller, which was perfect. Yeah. Um, just everything the cool that scene where the kid walks in out and the sky's all red and there's like a big alien creature and just it, all yeah. the pumpkins the rotting pumpkins and the Halloween feel you get oh, throughout amazing. it. The fact the kids are dressed as the Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Like, man, they couldn't have put out a, another trailer to yeah. make me more excited for this uh, show. Like, if you didn't have Netflix, you would get Netflix to watch it. Yeah, right? exactly. I, I'm not mm. the biggest uh, fan. proponent of Netflix. Exactly, just because, you know, I mean, they're kind of killing the, the DVD yeah. and Blu-ray market. And, and I don't know about the States, but I find in Canada, most of the stuff on there is trash. Like, you ha- if you if you like documentaries and modern yeah. films, there's some stuff on there, but anything like pre-90s, forget yeah, about the it. the horror is not the best. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited for that, oh, man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, uh, can't but, wait. But yeah. And then Scream Factory had all their uh, announcements. Are you excited about any of them? or You know, I was a little let down. That was one of yeah. those things where like it was like Friday night, and I'm like, I'm an old dude with kids. <laughs> this is the excitement for me. I'm like checking my phone at Party. 11 p.m. <laughs> Staying up till 11 p.m. Exactly. Normally, I'd be falling asleep mm-hmm. on the couch at I night. I got my Oreos. <laughs> <laughs> I got my pixie dust. 
sadly it was it was probably something like that but yeah so I, I was really excited to see this is where they always announce you know 10 15 titles mm-hmm. uh, and I was a little bit let down I mean there, there's some misery I'm excited about because oh, the, the previous blu-ray was like bare bones I think yeah. if you wanted the extras you had to hold on to your DVD um, I'm curious what they're gonna do with drag me to hell and the strangers because those have decent Blu-rays. I yeah. mean, maybe they don't have a lot of extras. And I, li- I really like both those films. So no, if you have to amazing. choose two modern films, I mean, I guess they're decent choices. Yeah. I guess the, the biggest one is going to be Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah. They released uh, Black Christmas last year. I think they year. do all five or no? <laughs> I think it's just the first one right um, now. But I, I think, unfortunately, I think Lionsgate owns three, four, five. But yeah. they've been releasing a lot of their own uh, horror films on their Western line. So I'm sure yeah. they'll be coming. Uh, but I, I'm not actually kind of disappointed yet. Yeah, part two wasn't included because I almost enjoy that as much yeah. as part one. Sometimes it, even more. Pretty much the same movie, Because you right? get like the highlights of part one, yeah. but then you get the ridiculous like... Garbage day. Exactly. So, but yeah, I, I mean... Punish. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, everyone said, what can you do with Black Christmas? They gave us the Ultimate Edition. They got all the extras from everything. They gave us the best transfer, best sound. So if they can do the same with Silent Night, Deadly Night, that's going to be yeah. the biggest one. But a lot of the other announcements, like Darkman 2 or 3, like eh, uh, that, that should have really been a yeah. double feature. That's something for 20 bucks. I'd pick up both. Yeah. Do I want to pay $20 a piece? Probably, Probably not. not. Cyborg will be interesting if they can get the director's cut. Yeah, I know it's out that there. It hasn't been released yet, has it? It is on Blu-ray, but not the director's cut. Yeah, At least I mean, I don't know if it's cut. been released uh, internationally, but I don't okay. think, uh, definitely not in North America. Um, I think the director is actually selling like his own bootleg versions <laughs> like with like VHS band. quality that yeah. I think, I guess he was allowed to if it's that different of a cut or yeah, some okay. weird thing. But um, uh, he was doing the same with Captain America, actually. He did the 90s huh. Captain America and he was you could get a director's cut on uh, his oh, All right. But uh, the other actually Shell Factory, not the Scream Factory line, mm-hmm. but they um, announced Matinee, which I'm totally excited oh, about. Amazing. The Joe Dante homage amazing. to William Castle and starring John Goodman. Uh, so I'm really excited to see what they do with that. So th- there was definitely some some announcements. The big one everyone was disappointed they didn't announce is Hell Night. Mm-hmm. Apparently they do have the rights it was leaked because it was up for pre-order on Best Buy and everything before. But before Comic-Con they announced uh, that, you know, we do have it, but we're still working out some things. Oh, really? So, um, but either way, Hell Night is coming. That's like a huge yeah. one for me. That's I'm like, surprised they didn't do it for like, like Halloween. Well, maybe well yeah, like I think originally it was supposed to, but again, I think there's some yeah. issues with rights or maybe they... Yeah. thought they had a better transfer than they do but uh, the fact that that's coming is huge for me because that's one of my favorites I mean that's that's a film yeah like you said you can watch every Halloween yeah. uh, you know for our October uh, episodes we, we always do our um, or we always did our previous show we'll do, we do starting for the first time on this show <laughs> but, the exact same list that we had uh... <laughs> but we know that we'll, we always do our uh, 10 films we recommend you watch in Halloween yep. and that usually is number makes uh, one of ours yeah. uh, it's, it's definitely a film that it doesn't take place in Halloween I think it takes place on, uh, graduation? Um, we could have covered that like a uh, last. Uh, no, I don't think it's graduation. I it's, thought it was um, like prom or something it's, like that. Um, Homecoming? No, what do you call like the um, frosh? Not frosh. What do they call it in the states? I think it is frosh. Freshman week? Yeah, whatever the uh, the um, U.S. version of, of frosh yeah. is. I think it's like yeah, like somewhere near the beginning of school. I believe. Oh, okay, I could be wrong. Uh, pledge night or something like that. Hazing? I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Either way, it doesn't take place on Halloween, yeah. but it might as well because they're all dressed in costume. Yeah. You have to stay on it. There's no, no jack lanterns. There's monsters. And uh, but anyways, we're getting off track. But uh, yeah, I mean the Comic Con. It was um, there were some great trailers mm-hmm. uh, and, and some cool uh, 
Scream Factory announcement. So, uh, yeah, overall, uh, I wish I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I always wish I'm there. Um, but yeah, any other news or should we just get into what we've been watching? Let's get into what we've been watching. All right, well, yeah. Because I watched one of the most insane movies I've seen in a while. It's a Turkish film called Baskin. Have you heard about this? I have, yeah. It Scream Factor actually released that. Amazing. Green. It is so surreal. It's almost like Clive Barker and uh, I don't even know. Wes Craven had this weird baby. It was amazing. I guess he even had like one of the actors. I looked it up because I guess he plays this guy called The Father who I don't want to give anything away because it's kind of insane. Isn't it like some criminals pretty much get lost in hell or something? Uh, no, they're cops. Okay. They're police officers that get lost in hell. Well, they get called into this mansion. They get, they receive a call. They're like, oh, we got to go in, boys. So they go in. But on their way there, there is this weird scene where they're all singing in the van on the way to the scene. And it rivals like Wayne's World and Almost Famous as far as like great singing in a car goes. Huh. It's weird, man. So it's like a mix of, is that like a horror comedy? Or? Yeah, there's no comedy. The only time, like, it kind of turns into this weird, like, and they're singing about how they're the cops and they're doing, like, this one guy makes up his own verse, like, we're the night. We're going to take this on. And it's amazing. You fall in love with these characters. One guy's kind of an asshole, but the other two guys you kind of love. And they go into this house and it just keeps getting weirder and weirder and weirder and weirder. And, like, there is one dude, he looks like he's wearing the most ridiculous makeup. So I looked up, like, I have no idea how they did this. So my brain was like, he actually looks exactly like that. So they actually Crazy. took this kid who had, I don't know, a physical deformity mm-hmm. and cast him as a role as a father. But he wasn't creepy because he looked creepy. He had this calm demeanor as he was doing the most horridious things. Hmm. Friendest things to these people. It's surreal. It's amazing. Check it out, wow. dude. What are you going to give? Uh... I, I got to give it like four and a half. Like, wow. I, I that was, is a high praise. At the end of this movie, like uh, my heart was still kind of going a little bit. And is it is it scary or is it more fun? It's scary, dude. Yeah. yeah huh. You you feel like there's sounds on this movie actually made me kind of like creep out too. Like they had this one scene where there's a bunch of frogs in like a, a pot yeah. and you hear like them like squirming. You actually feel like uh, slime on your neck. Where'd you check this out on Shutter? It was on Shutter, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I might pick up the Blu-ray. And I've almost got a couple times. It has pretty much only like red, blue, and black in like it's really uh, almost like Phantasm. It looks just like in three colors. Yeah, but it worked perfectly, man. Like cool. It, it's like a mania. Once they get into this house, it keeps jumping back and forth between timelines. It makes no sense. It's amazing. <laughs> You're gonna love it. Cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to check that one out for mm-hmm. sure. Um, I watched. Uh, speaking of craziest films. I watched uh, one of the craziest film, horror films I've seen, and that is Blood Diner from 1987. Have you seen this? No, it sounds amazing, though. So what is the premise of Blood Diner? Um, so <laughs> where do we start? Is this, this isn't like uh, Herschel Gordon, is it? No, actually, it's funny you, you mention that because I believe it was meant to be a sequel or remake, and then at the then they decided, you know, forget that. Let's just do our own thing. All right. Uh, directed by Jackie Kong, who's uh, possibly most famous for Night Patrol, starring Linda Blair, kind of like this yeah. spoof uh, police film. It's supposed to be pretty good. She had the Being, which I um I saw it was okay. Was the uh, unknown comedian in Night Patrol, the guy with the paper bag on his head? Possibly. I haven't seen Night Patrol. Okay. I just It's one of those films I've been meaning to. I think I do but, remember um, this. Yeah, it's pretty after, much like a Police Academy ripoff, essentially, yeah. but it might be before, it might be after. Yeah, I think it was pretty success, yeah. successful when it was released, but um, after watching this, like, I, I need to see Night Patrol. Yeah. This movie is like a horror comedy. It's insane. Um, it's about these two brothers 
and their uncle, who is a talking brain that they've uh, <laughs> they've dug up and stuck in a jar, brought him back to life, and they have to um, kill a bunch of women and get all the body parts, Frank and Frankenstein style, uh, Frankenhooker style. Yeah, exactly. Uh, a female body for a god named Sheetar to resurrect itself in. Sheetar happens to have um, man-eating stomach. That is amazing. <laughs> But this film is just—I don't even know how to describe. It. So they work at a diner. There's this. There's this really fat kind of biker guy. Looks like a badass. They yeah. call. It, I think his name's Vitamin. <laughs> I think they make a joke about Vitamin C in there. But the best part is, so there's the the one brother's always watching wrestling. He's like, turn that shit off. I don't like that. And then the guy would just come and start slapping around, beat him up, get him a headlock, punch him out, and then he'll sit down and be like. Here, man. I, sorry, here's some food on me for that. Oh, yeah, you're right. No, no problem. Don't buy it. And it happens the whole like throughout uh-huh. the film. He'll just start beating up. There's one scene where he like beats him up and he throws up all over everyone in the in the diner. Gets all <laughs> thrown up on it, and they all just look at each other and start laughing about it. <laughs> they try to get into like uh, they they go undercover and they have these these ridiculous outfits. You really got to see the outfits to get into this bar because they're trying to find these this skanky women, young ladies. Um, but the the one guy's like, oh. The bouncer at the front, you can't get in here, blah, 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 without getting in line, whatever. And he just grabs the guy, throws him on on the road, a car runs over him, and his like, head pops off, and everyone in the, in the waiting for line just has a good laugh, and they walk in. And, the, and then, then the other bouncer comes like, oh, sorry about that. Yeah, walk in, guys. Go ahead. <laughs> like, it's just that type of movie. Like, it doesn't care. Yeah. The, the rules do not exist in this film. Um yeah, you get uh, eyes popping out, head squished, body parts lopped off. How is it gory? Is it like unwell, or is it done like a bit like cheesy? It, it's cheesy but fun, yeah. and, and yeah, right. it's it's done well enough. I mean, it, there's a there's a great scene where there just happens to be they're recording a, a, a topless or full nude maybe a fitness video, of course, and they come in and shoot them up, and that's where they get a bunch of body parts. Um, it's just a film that yeah, like it, there's rules do not matter. It's just it, it's almost like they came up with insane scene after insane scene. And, so, Almost like that together. Um, Dead Next Door that didn't get a release. What, that, that oh yeah, did, did get, get a Blu-ray release, yeah. release. Yeah, but yeah, it didn't. I think it was shot on like eight millimeter or something. Uh, it's like that, and well, no, I think this had a bigger, bigger budget. But was it like cra- um, crazy as that, or I, I think it's way, way crazier. Oh, yeah? I think that at least kind of sticks to its guns. Whereas this, like anything goes, um, the one wrestler, the why the guy's watching TV getting angry about is a Nazi wrestler called <laughs> little, this could be a Jimmy diamonds, Halloween costume or one buddy who hopefully will be on the show sometime. Uh, little Jimmy Hitler is <laughs> the guy's name. And there's another, actually there's this, there's a lot of great, uh, <laughs> Little Jimmy Hitler. There's a lot of great like music throughout this movie. There's a lot of like awesome cheesy bands, and at the end, there's a band too that like they must have a thing for Nazis because the the band two of the um, guitarists are are Nazis as well with like the mustache uh-huh. and stuff. Nazi guitarists. Um, you have a, a big outbreak of the finale. You get to see a big zombie outbreak with all like gooey yeah, gore and zombies limbs each flying other. everywhere. Um, you, you get to see there's uh, some uh, hamburger thrown at uh, someone's mooning ass. <laughs> um, all right. A lot of great, great lines. Um, here, here's one. I wrote down a couple, but literally there was like a great line every 10 minutes. I'm so horny, I could fuck a cow. <laughs> and uh, this is a pick of line the guy actually uses in the movie and it works. So he's just driving, sees a hot woman walking down the street. Hey, baby, before I stick my big sausage in you, what do they call you? That's the way of trying to find out who, who, who her what her name, name is. Um, uh, yeah, this this movie is an insane. Uh, there's this, this scene where they have to like this guy like sees a biker and he just runs over him just because he's a these a guys biker? are 
homicidal maniacs going around just killing random people. But like he just doesn't die. He runs over him. He's like, what the fuck? He's still alive. Then he runs over again. It goes on for like five minutes. <laughs> it's just him constantly like hitting him with the car and, and crushing him. Um, oh, there, there's this, uh, a competing. Um, so they, they run and they're, the diner they run is a vegetarian diner, <laughs> even though they're serving dead bodies. Yeah, well, that makes and sense. like, oh, how do you get this meat to taste so good without using meat? But there's a, a competing vegetarian diner. And this guy has a weird dummy that looks like something out of, um, Herschel Gordon Lewis film, okay. like one of those Blood Feast or whatever yeah. films. And like, I think it's supposed to be he's a ventroquist because he's talking for the dummy, but he, he talks as if this dummy has a life of its own. And it's like, oh no, don't hurt me. Oh, that's amazing. Like, it's so weird. There's just so many random. What is scenes. his name? Like Uncle Stinker or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Um, yeah, like I said, we're at the diner where they're just constantly, um, you know, like they'll beat up a guy and then everyone just like acts like nothing happened. They laugh about it. Like they'll just be like, the guy will be like, hey, I'd like to order a hamburger, please. And he'll, he'll just say to the, his buddy running the diner, hey, will you go take care of this fuck? I mean, customer. <laughs> like he says it out loud and they're just like, hey, uh, oh, you got me. Yeah. Oh, and then the, the one other character, I forgot about too. So there's a, the police are investigating all these murders and the one sergeant. Uh, or commissioner, whatever the, the head guy was, he's just constantly going around. Like some one of one of the, his uh, employees, uh, police will say something, you know, that he doesn't like, and he'll just like beat the hell out of the guy, and then the guy like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, boss, I shouldn't have said that or something. Like, it, and they just keep on walking, like nothing happened. Like he just grab him, like slam him against the thing, and he's just like, oh, sorry, I, I probably deserve that. Uh. We have, have slap sticky humor, <laughs> yeah, like but three uh, stooges, but with blood. Yeah, I mean, I, I just keep on talking about great scenes about this movie, but that's yeah. what it is. It's like literally one scene after another of like of, insanity. Of yeah, like I originally had this at three and a half, but just talking about it, I'm gonna I'm gonna raise it up to four, to four, four eh? to five. Um, it's just it's a movie you have to see. To believe eighties, uh, it, it is eighties. Vestron yeah. actually released it to uh, Lionsgate part of their Vestron line, so it has a bunch of extras, uh, nice, cool slope cover and everything. So um, sweet, I highly recommend everyone. Uh, unfortunately, Vestron releases even more so in Canada. They're like forty bucks or Holy something. Like if moly. you can find, I got this on sale for twenty six, and that was a deal, yeah. twenty six dollars. So, um, but if you can find it for, well, I would say it's worth forty bucks yeah. myself. But uh, yeah, you might not agree. <laughs> I, I totally. It, it's one of those films you have to know going in. I mean, it's yeah. it's, it's slapstick. It's stupid. It's it's not a good film necessarily, but you're going to be entertained throughout. And I, I would, you know, I would be surprised if you weren't. I totally had a blast with it. It's one of those films like I didn't know what I was getting into. Like the first couple minutes, I was like, eh, what is this kind of crap? And then it's like, oh man, I, once you get what bell- they're you're sitting there guffawing. Yeah, once you get the humor, they're uh, he punched him for. in the nose. <laughs> Um, take that, you weirdo. <laughs> actually, no, it, it starts out pretty quickly, actually, that it's really weird. But yeah, it, it's awesome. And I, I can't believe a film like this was made. Jackie Kong, uh, props to her. She was actually, I, she was on a Shockwaves podcast that recently I listened oh, yeah. to. And, uh, but yeah, anyways, fantastic film. I highly recommend it. Amazing. Uh, did you watch anything else? I or? watched, you ever heard of this movie called Prevenge? Yeah, I've been wanting to see that it one. It is real cool, man. Like, I love that dry British humor, and this is full of it. It's pretty much about this uh, woman who is uh, taking uh, revenge, and she has this book of all these guys who have wronged her. You find out later, like, it doesn't really bury the lead at all, but I guess uh, these guys were on a uh, camping trip, and uh, they were climbing a mountain, and they all had to make a decision, and her husband passed. They had to cut the rope or something like that, 
and he fell to his death. So this woman who's absolutely crazy thinks the baby is talking to her, telling her to like, you should kill him, mommy. No one lives. And it's just her like talking with this baby and uh, just getting revenge on all these cats. And it's done so perfectly with great humor. And there's not a dull moment in the film. Yeah, it sounds amazing. I remember actually um, hearing, reading an uh, interview about mm-hmm. this because the um, the actress was talking like, because I think she actually did this while she was pregnant. Oh, get out of here! And she was talking about how it's it's so hard for like you know women to get certain roles. Yeah, even more so when when they're pregnant. But she was like, yeah, you know what? I'm just gonna do a film. I, I think she may have wrote it or had something to do with the creation of it. Oh, okay. I believe I could be wrong, but. I believe she did because it was kind of like there's you know for pregnant women there's really not really eh? anything that you can do that's at least has any uh, meat to it. So. I'm pretty sure she actually was pregnant in this because yeah. uh, there was like a, like I wouldn't say like a new team but you actually see like her belly and it looks yeah fairly yeah real. I believe she was mm-hmm. so yeah um I, yeah, I've been hearing good things so I'm gonna Dude, check that out you're gonna love it to see like. if it makes you know I, I need to near the end of the year I'll mm-hmm. make sure I watch it beforehand to see if it makes my top ten or anything, yeah I don't know if it make your top ten but I think you'll really dig it it's a yeah. really well put together movie like, what would you uh, I'm gonna give a four I still nice. I dug it. So we, we watched some three really strange yeah, films yeah. uh, this week. I think we're actually getting into like more horror, which is kind of yeah. fun. Did you find like you're ramping up for like, okay, well, I kind of want to yeah. get into it for well, this yeah, time of I'm, year. I'm already excited about October. Yeah. I was thinking like the other day, I was like, oh, I should start putting together a list of If, if I don't start I watching now, I'm probably going to get through like, ah. And there's already movies I'm kind of like, I, I, I'm picking up and it's like, you know, I, I want to watch this, but I want to save that for October. The last scene of this movie takes place in Halloween, yeah. but it's not really a Halloween movie. You could Good, yeah. but nah. That's a horror. Yeah. But yeah, I know what you mean. It may, it doesn't necessarily have that atmosphere yeah. throughout it. Uh, yeah, cool. I'm sorry. What did you give? Uh, four. Four. Okay, wow. Um, yeah, we had three highly rated films. Let's see if movies. the film we're actually here to talk about, the main attraction, uh, lives up to these three films. Uh, <laughs> here's the trailer for House 3, a.k.a. The Horror Show from 1989. Come on, Jenky. It's checkout time. Nobody's going to miss Max Janky, especially Detective Lucas McCarthy. Glad you could make it, cop. He was born bad and stayed that way. <laughs> Nobody's going to miss Max Janky. We sent 50,000 volts of juice through that scum. Looks pretty dead to me, Professor. Because he hasn't gone anywhere. Lucas, I'm coming back to tear your world apart. You're dreaming. I thought you were dead. Damn it, Vinny, you scared me. I love you, Vinny. No! I told you I'd be back. If you thought Freddy was a howl... Funny thing happened to me on the way to the studio today. <laughs> and Jason was a scream. I got a present for you. Wait till you meet Max. Not even close. He's a cut above the rest. <laughs> the Horror Show. This is just the beginning. <laughs> Detective Lucas McCarthy finally apprehends Meat Cleaver Max and watches the electric chair execution from the audience, but killing Max Jenke only elevated him to another level of reality. Now Lucas' family is under attack, his sanity in question, and his house haunted. Aided by a disreputable college professor, can Lucas reclaim his sanity? 
Uh, starring Lance Hendrickson, the man himself. We from, don't really uh, have to go in what nah, he's been in, right? He he was good in this, so I thought. Oh, I mean, he was he wasn't Millennium Frank yeah. Black good, but he was good in this. Uh, Brian James, uh, of course, of. Uh, Tangle and Cash fame. Uh, it was produced by Sean S. Cunningham, uh, directed by James Isaac, who um, I think just did like creature effects and stuff like in Gremlins, some other films. I don't think oh, he directed okay. too much. Uh, this film was actually originally um, directed by David Blythe, who uh, they actually fired like oh, halfway really? into production. Um, I don't know why it wasn't working out. I think he did some of the weirder, like maybe the turkey scene, and they were uh, like, ah, this is no. too fucking weird. Um, but he didn't really do too much else that either. Sucks. And uh, the screenplay was by um, Leslie. Lee Boehm, who um, would later on, which makes sense, do uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Master. That makes a ton of sense. The thing about this guy named Meet Cleaver Max kind of uh, is a perfect analogy for this movie. This opens up with him walking into this almost like a butcher shop yeah. of like almost like it was written by a 10 year old of like what would freak you out oh there's probably like a meat grinder with like legs hanging out of the meat grinder well yeah yeah so L- L- Lance like a- Hendrickson is a police detective and he's coming yeah they're coming to catch this famous serial killer but yeah who's been I guess like killing a bunch of like babies and teenagers and women and just kind of yeah. killing people and he goes in this kitchen there's like a meat grinder going off with like legs just like Sticking jiggling out. in there it's amazing he goes to like a deep fryer like a like a face pops over with a hand that pops out well a hand pops out in a face and then the eye like Burst. pops out of it yeah so amazing <laughs> this is how you get into this film you're like oh, yeah. this could be so fucking good yeah I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, so the, the opening credits is like this cheesy I thought that was very cheesy it's supposed to yeah. be like um family footage yeah um, film, him like film playing reel. football with his but the, son the, the narration stuff was so bad so right away I'm like oh no man yeah. come on Lance you're better than this yep. and then the film actually gets into it like it, it, right away it starts out pretty tense I'm like this is way different than the house oh, one and yeah. two which were kind of a bit goofy like it, it opens up he hears a noise uh, downstairs he's in his mm-hmm. house he wakes up hears noise and he's investigating and the way it's done it's like it's building and building yeah. it's very tense and then you get this flashback to like you said where he flashed back to him being a cop going and into going Mad to Max Jenkins yeah. layer but th- that opening is yeah. insane like um, I-, I believe this film was heavily cut on, yeah. on DVD and especially in the UK but I think most of it you get back on Blu-ray but I think there are still some things that I've didn't make it I've heard this on like a stills but you can't actually find the yeah actual... like something about poss- I don't know if it was mm-hmm. in the film something about a cat and a cake or yeah. something but we're, we're getting off track. But yeah, like that beginning is so tense. And like you said, all those cool gags, yeah. like practical effects gags were like, they, it really sold me right away. Yeah. Like it's it's delivering this really tense, scary film. But and you're also getting some cool like stuff. It seemed like almost like over the top cartoonish yeah. levels of violence, which yeah. I, I loved. Absolutely yeah. loved. So if you dig like, uh, uh, you know, like screaming in a baby's face kind of funny. I find yeah. that hilarious. This is what it kind of was. <laughs> You're a terrible person, Matt. Oh, I know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, like right away though, they, they sold me pretty early on and I, right away they differentiated mm-hmm. themselves from the first two yeah. house films. I mean, really this has nothing in common. It has more in common with like Nightmare on Elm Street or, or yeah. actually the same it's year. It's like, like a like a more violent Nightmare on Elm Street, which is kind of weird to say, right? Well, and it was also the same year as uh, Wes Craven's Shocker, which is the same uh, story. Yeah. A guy gets uh, electrocuted and comes back for revenge. Which one was first? Probably Shocker was first. No, right? they're, well, they were both 89, so I don't yeah. know um, if one was you know a couple months earlier. Yeah. And that same year was also another film called The First Power, which I believe is the same thing. It's serial killer gets caught, huh. killed, and then comes back for revenge. But yeah, I, I haven't seen First Power, but I would say this is definitely better than Shocker. I don't 
remember. Yeah. Um, Chakra was a little too goofy for me. This one's goofy, but I think it it still has some kind of scary yeah. moments, and it it gets pretty dark it at times. It is dark as a motherfucker, right? Like uh, when he actually gets uh, electrocuted, his face like melts. Yeah, but he doesn't die. He's like, that's all you fucking got. What does he say? Like he says it repeatedly too. Yeah, something like I don't know. He's just threatening him. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's a, so the beginning that we're talking about. He catches um, the killer as we mentioned. He gets okay, so the this chair. Guy. I want to talk about the guy who played, uh, I don't know his name, but he is in pretty much every amazing movie. Brian in the James. 80s. Well, he did like, he was a villain in Tango all those and movies. Tango and Cash. He was yeah. probably so, so memorable. He wasn't a villain in Blade Runner, was uh, he? Blade Runner, he was one of the, yeah, one yeah. of the villains in that. Okay. Uh, he did, yeah, a bunch of stuff. He was the villain in the 80s, but yeah. he, he was he was great in this. I yeah. thought he was he, scary. I think what makes him scary is like, he's an intimidating guy in real life. Like, yeah. he's like six foot something. He's a big beast of a guy. Like, teeth are a little bit jacked. He looks like he has that mad dog stare, yeah. too. But which, like when you see him with a cleaver up to a young girl's yeah. head, which I think leads to decapitation. It does. And um, he throws a head at him, yeah. which is like amazing. But when you see this, you're frightened because yeah. you believe that this, like when this guy's fighting Lance Hendrickson, you're he like, Lance, sorry, it. dude, you're fucked. Yeah. Like you're like five foot. But that guy, <laughs> this guy's like a beast. A, he looks evil. Yeah. Like, if I saw him in the street, like I know he's an actor. I would still like, oh, I'm yeah. going to stay away from this guy. Wait, and he's got that, he's got like a jackal mm-hmm. laugh that's kind of creepy. It's mm-hmm. it's a little goofy, but kind of oh, creepy. I think that's what makes it creepy because it's like over Scooby. the top. But yeah, so anyways, we're getting off track. But so he gets the chair and yeah, yeah, you're right and that was all done like those practical effects are fantastic so good right um like you see like the veins kind of pussing out and his his you literally see his skin boil yeah. and his face so boils like and then like blisters pop in it was actually kane hotter doing that too they torch him oh, yeah. up and he's coming after him and like i would say like most of the effects and are really awesome this is a really film good. like you know you don't really hear anyone talking about when they talk mm-hmm. about you know great 80s practical effects but it and worked very yeah, this, well this had a lot of really cool stuff I mean and there's some stuff later yeah, which we'll get weird, into some goofy stuff later on it gets a little crazy yeah. that's where definitely Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street-esque yeah oh I guess we can talk about it. you get to see Brian Brian James's uh, face on like a turkey and like a tiny baby that has his yeah, resemblance has his face. <laughs> which is kind of amazing which we won't talk yeah. about what happens there but it's like a really kind of dark and messed I up I kind of want to give it away but I'm not going to we'll, I think, we'll talk a little yeah, bit yeah, about yeah, in the spoiler section but yeah, I remember like the last like chunk. I was like, "Wow, this film got really dark, a lot darker really? than I thought it would be." Oh. Like, the score was great in it. Um, I think the whole film has a great atmosphere. Oh, um, yeah. Like whoever did it, it's a it's a lot in shadows and stuff, mm-hmm. and I think it really works well. Um, I mean, there, there's goofy moments again, like, kind of like Nightmare like the Baby too, right? Like the, the, f- the face on a turkey. Well, and you have the furnace like talking yeah. that's very Nightmare on Elm Street. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense how he got into a furnace or why he. I guess it makes sense why he didn't die in the electric chair, but it, it's more like a horror movie science. Well, you, you find out that there's like this doctor that kind of looked like um, uh, Coombs, Jeffrey Coombs, right? Well, I was thinking it's not him. I know, but it, yeah, it looks like I was him. thinking like, he looked like like a weird looking Colin Farrell motherfucker. <laughs> Fair enough. But um, yeah, so he he tells him that like he escaped through the uh, electricity cloud into the um, into the material plane, and now he can like mess with reality. Yeah, which which is kind of cool. And I like to you find out that he's been practicing electrocuting himself, electrocuting himself, so he builds an immunity, Almost and that's like how he can bite. handle the yeah exactly. <laughs> this like 10 minutes of them frying yeah. him because yeah when they're like trying to fry him he's like oh you got your pussies or something like he's <laughs> calling him out yeah <laughs> he does say something amazing I totally forget
forget. Yeah, I can't remember either. I should have wrote that down. But I got to ask you a question. So the young boy in this movie, did he look like a really effeminate young Rodney Dangerfield? <laughs> yeah, he was a goofy looking kid. There's yeah. a scene where like it's a, mont- uh, a rock out scene. He's yeah. rocking out the music. He's got a kiss mask on the back of his head. But he's got like one of those, I mean, that was pop in the 80s, the cut off. Um, Belly shirts? Shirts. But this kid is just so goofy, man. He, yeah, effeminate Rodney Dangerfield. He, yeah, he looked, he almost looked like, like um, a little, per- like he looked like he had an adult face on like a kid's body. Yeah. Like he didn't. Like that kid from Burial Ground. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I, he felt like he was like actually a 40 year old adult. Like, like, fuck you guys, man. <laughs> I was an actor. I made some money, all right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, th- I thought he was goofy. Um, you're getting some cheesy 80s fashions, which yeah. I, I always enjoy. I don't know if you noticed his daughter is wearing like, it's a dress shirt, but she literally has the whole side cut out. So you're seeing. Side boob. Well, yeah, it's literally like her bra. bra. Like it, it was kind of this weird. I've never. Mm-hmm. I mean, eighties fashions are definitely funky, yeah. but I've never seen that. I was like, "What the fuck is she wearing?" And then later <laughs> on, she wears like she's like telling her boyfriend where she's wearing. I think she was wearing that. It's like so she's already got her bra and stuff exposed. He's all excited, and then she's yeah. like, "I'm gonna put this hot dress on you." And you think it's gonna be this like skimpy, skimpy and it turned. It, it looks like she's a, a nightgown. <laughs> Not even a prom dress. It looked like literally yeah. a, a nightgown with like flowers. I thought that was kind of funny. It's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he'd prefer your yeah. previous outfit. Uh, you're not doing him. I know favors. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I do enjoy the the little freak kid uh, was uh, ripping off all the companies <laughs> like quick and whatnot. <laughs> it was like this this, this pointless scene that's throughout the movie, and it doesn't really add anything. But I think it yeah. kind of adds some character to make him a little bit yeah. more unique. But then again, just that rock out scene wouldn't, <laughs> but enough to make the little the little jerk memorable. But <laughs> <laughs> make him like a ten year old kid. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's probably doing better than both of us. Like, so like I don't feel bad. Ugly fifty-year-old man. <laughs> We're gonna hear that like he got made fun of for this movie. Yeah, yeah he killed himself. Uh, hopefully not. But um, or he's now like a meat cleaver Max. No, actually, I think I looked up. I think he is pretty successful now. Yeah, I think good for like, him. Uh, I don't know if he's doing a lot of TV work or. I can't get no respect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see what the little prick's up to. <laughs> Actually, he looks. I'm looking at him right now. He's 48. He's still alive. He looks like an adult mini me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is amazing. He looks like Turtle from the Entourage. <laughs> yeah, he's still doing work. I guess he had a recurring role on um, Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. Good for him, man. His his character in that was Nog, which sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> But um, the most interesting things in this film are really the last 20 minutes, oh, which yeah. we'll, we we want to talk about, but we'll probably put a spoiler yeah. up because I don't want to spoil too much of it. But yeah, I was um, quite surprised about this film. Dude, I don't know about you, but I, I have to admit this movie is a magical, fantastical, gory piece of garbage. Yeah, like, Loved it, but it's, it's a... Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's not... The yeah. script is a little bit all over the place, mm. but I had fun with it. Like, yeah. coming off of... It's weird because this is like, you know, the third film. No one talks about this. Yeah. It's it's titled, like, The Horror Show. It's barely even part of the franchise. I'm surprised this doesn't get more and love. I, I, yeah, like... I, we still have to do cover part four, but I yeah. would say... I don't know if So far, this is the best one. I don't know if it's one. better than part one, but I'd say it's as good as part mm-hmm. one, and I, I, it blows away part and two. It has nothing in the same vein as part one whatsoever. No, part one is definitely kind of like this horror comedy. Yeah. I would say this is more of a horror yeah. with, I guess, the comedic elements would come out of like the Freddy Krueger-esque, yeah. you know, talking furnace and like the voice. Where he, there, there's a scene where he actually like does the voice of the, uh, the, the daughter, daughter to get the boyfriend, which is kind of weird because he's like, right? oh, why don't you take off your shirt? And he, <laughs> but he's doing it in the, the daughter's yeah. voice. So the guy, like her boyfriend, starts like shipping 
down. I thought yeah. that was kind of weird, right? Weird. I hey, guess. Hey, man, maybe <laughs> we're not here to judge, right? <laughs> like, listen. The eighties, yeah, the eighties had a lot of those yeah. uh, those hidden stuff. Yeah. I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street two is a perfect Probe. example of that. Where like there was a lot of stuff in it that no one really caught mm-hmm. till now. But yeah, I, I thought the film was really cool. I thought Brian James did a great job oh, being menacing. Yeah. This is a film where like. Till the end, you think, like, how is Lance Hendrickson going to defeat this yeah. guy? It's not like one of those films where you're like, oh, this bad guy, he's, he's, not he's cheesy. Like, he's, he's scary, he's yeah. intimidating. Uh, I think the practical effects are, like, the real standout. Oh, There's yeah. a lot of really cool uh, gags in this. I mean, the, even the opening we forgot to mention, mm-hmm. like, he wakes up and, you know, his Brian James dresses his wife and, and oh, sticks a cleaver God, in his chest. So and that was cool, too. And then he right? starts, like, strangling his wife. And I'm like, well, man, this yeah. film, it's like... It got my attention right away. And there's this one scene where he actually like um, comes on. He's watching like a movie with his family, like bowling for dollars or something like that. And like it turns oh, yeah, yeah, into yeah. him. And he just he takes a gun to the TV. Oh, yeah, well, that's the thing because because he can mess with reality. He's constantly fucking with Lance yeah. and Lance Henderson everywhere he goes, and so everyone thinks he's losing his mm. mind. He starts getting blamed for murders, and yeah. like no one believes him. No one can trust him, and it's like kind of him on his own. And so yeah, it's one of those films. Like and again, like those last twenty minutes, which we'll talk. Yeah. But it's very like I was like this is bleak and fucking like is, how is how is this going to end yeah. on a positive note? But um, yeah, I just I enjoyed it. It was a nice surprise. I didn't expect much. Did you uh, want to get into what we give it? Then we get into spoilers. Yeah, yeah. I, I think let's do that. I just did want to mention too. Yeah. Um, so I have, I have two copies of the Scream Factor originally released it in North America as just the horror show, but it doesn't include the unrated cut. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, Arrow released the house box that does three and four, and uh, they accidentally, I'm doing that with quotations, uh, made three and four region-free, even though they're supposed to be region-be locked because they don't have the rights to it here. So if you can find it, I think it's out of print now and song for a little bit of money already. But if you can find it, I recommend it because I think those unrated bits uh, oh, add a so lot. so worth it. I mean, this is a film the practical effects are, yeah. you know, half the fun. So I think if you're losing a lot of those, it um, might not have the same, um, fun to it. I think. Yeah. I was a little disappointed. I'm always disappointed. Cause like, I understand why they do it when you do extras, you want to put the money towards, you know, the, the, the successful films yeah. in the series, the part one, the part two, maybe. And then the, the, the later films get ignored. And it's like, I always want to hear the stories for these films. Yeah, like how did something exactly like this come out of house it. three? You know what I mean? I always want to hear the stories about the mess films. Yeah. Not that this film was a mess, but it's definitely like stands out from the pack. Oh yeah. So, and, and there are some extras on there, like Kane Hodder's talking, but you don't really get into like, I want to see you know, them. Like, I want to. I want to know the back whole the curtain. Exactly. I want to know the history of this film. I don't. What was the name of the villain again? Um, like, I think he would probably love this to turn into a franchise because I think he would have yeah. like, a ton of fun being like. Well, the Brian James played him. J- Janky was his character's yeah, name. Yeah, Janky, which is a weird name. But could, they, again, they make imagine, it. They there, make it freaky. There was no mask. There was no nothing. So if this became like a franchise, he would be the monster yeah. of the movie, which is yeah. kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, what, what are you going to give uh, the horror show? I don't, I've got to give it four. Like, I really enjoyed it. Okay, I'm going to go. I was, I'm going to go three and a half, yeah. but it, it could be a four on I a was, different day. I was thinking going back and forth, but... Again, I'd yeah. say it's as good as uh, the first film, mm-hmm. way better than the second film, in my opinion. Um, the series, I mean, I'm I'm not loving the series. I don't think it's a great series yeah. when you compare it to a lot of other ones. It's, all the films are like very uneven, mm-hmm. but I will give it credit. They're all so different. I mean, yeah. the first film was like this horror comedy. The second film was like this crazy adventure film, barely horror. Mm-hmm. And then this film was like straight horror yeah, um, like gory horror, like nightmare. Could you imagine horror. like renting horror House Two to what show with like your nine year old son? Like, yeah, it's awesome. We had a ton of fun with House Two. Then getting this and like, oh no, 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 yeah. this is not not for you. Well, I think it was it was probably like House One. Everyone enjoyed, then House yeah. Two. They're like, everyone's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. I thought this is a horror film. Why did they turn it into yeah. this zany? So I guess they, they, they 
sure. like, oh, we want horror, eh? Yeah. And here we go. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I had a, I had a blast with this uh, film. Can and, we get into uh, the- I recommend it. Yeah, so uh, we're going to do some spoilers. Spoil. Uh, we'll put the time at the bottom there if you want to skip past it. Uh, so yeah, if you don't want to know what happens, skip ahead. But let's get into it. So this film gets really crazy in the end. You have his daughter is all of a sudden pregnant. Oh no! Yeah. You actually see him like go him, up on top. Well, you hear that? Yeah, you, they don't actually show yeah. it, but it's uh, it's uh, insinuated that yeah. uh, he raped the daughter and the, the his wife. Yeah, and it's weird because when he's like his son too, or no? <laughs> When he's he was making out the wife, there's like this weird cat screeching sounds. You know, I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" It was so weird. Yeah. Like again, very nightmarish. It didn't make sense, but oh, it's like ugh. it works for this type of film. And he's like doing like this weird lick on her. Yeah. Like, oh, it was really it really weird. Me but out, anyway, you know? so they're insinuating that, that he raped his daughter, and then so Lance Hendrickson comes home. He sees his son. Like you said, the headphones are stuck to his ear, and he it rips off. And um, and then his daughter is pregnant, and all of a sudden this creature's coming over her stomach, and yeah, it's oh, got his face, face on, on it. it. Oh, it's amazing. Um, but yeah, this film, so all these people are like, they're dead, or you find out that it's pretty much insinuated that he killed them or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it turns out that it's all, again, he can mess with reality, so it's not He's really actually what happened. Head. But uh, all of that was pretty, like, when it got to that point, I'm like, wow, this film, Fuck are they going right? to end it? I mean, I didn't think they were going to end up mm-hmm. getting it. I didn't think we were going to get a happy ending out of this. Yeah. I thought it was literally going to be like, but, he murdered all these people. And on top of it, he's getting blamed, so like, even his cop friends don't trust yeah. him. His family thinks he murdered uh, the this, daughter's boyfriend, so they're not even on, on his side. So it's crazy. like, it's literally Lance Henderson has everyone against him, and yeah. the one professor that was knew about this was, believed him is murdered. He got yes. murdered off Which screen, he actually, right? I think, yeah, Lance Henderson gets blamed yeah. for. No, I think, I thought you see it. I don't remember. Yeah, I think Brian James, um, as he's testing out, he comes in, into the, the apartment. Yeah, uh, does he? Um, and I forget how he kills him. I'm sure it was cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, there, there's some really cool gooey effects in this. And, oh, yeah. Um, Did yeah, you notice I enjoyed it. Lance Hendricks falls down the stairs, then he kind of gets up, and there's this other weird pratfall as well. And it kind of makes no sense why he's falling down these stairs. Kind of. Yeah, it's like just like two minutes of him falling down his like stairs. Like Then he gets up like, oh, I'm so dizzy. Then he falls down another set of stairs and he passes Maybe out. Maybe it's supposed to be... I thought, wasn't Brian James pushing him off or something? And I think he just kind of fell down the stairs because mm-hmm. he was dizzy. Or, think. It was after like, again, it goes... Oh, yeah, to it gets the really, moon and back, like well, did, video drone ass. Yeah, we didn't even talk about. There's yeah. a scene where he like literally sticks his hand in his chest and rips his like heart out or something. Yeah, weird, right? It was pretty crazy. Which again, I don't know if that's in the the rated R version, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, it it's all really cool. And and then the finale is the finale is a bit weak. It's like yeah. well, it's a cool fight scene, but and again, you're like, how is Lance Hendrickson going to beat this guy? He's like he's yeah. punching, and with the punches, you're literally seeing blood splatter yeah. with, with every punch because <laughs> this guy's so strong, which I thought was interesting. You don't see that in a lot of films. Again, very exaggerated over the top. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it was it was still cool. Um, th- this film was definitely a nice surprise for me, though, either yeah. way. Um, it's a film I'm sure I'll revisit. I mean, I think so. It fits nicely on the shelf there with the Nightmare on Elm Streets and, and mm-hmm. the, the Shocker to a lesser extent, which isn't a great film. I, I, I it kind of makes me want to revisit Shocker. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. After watching this, I'm, like, I'm curious if this is better or worse than what Shocker. Was it? Hor- Horace Pinker, right? Pardon? Horace Pinker, I think, was the villain in Shocker, played by the was, dude from uh, X-Files. My, Mitch Plaguey. Well, that's his... No, Horace Pinker, though, was his character's name. Oh, okay. 
But um, yeah, I, I have the Scream Factor edition of that, so I'm kind of curious how it um, if it holds up. We'll, we'll see. I know I have a stack mm-hmm. of movies I want to watch. So hey, maybe we'll try um, to watch it by next week. Like I'll try to figure watch it this week, and you try to watch it this week, and we'll see if we can talk about I, it next I'll, week. I'll see, we'll see what happens. All right, all right, take your time. I'm not here to pressure you. <laughs> um, Jesus, man, I got another show I want to watch, man. But yeah, I uh, had fun with this. I recommend it. Uh, do you have anything else to add? I, I don't. Yeah, that's pretty much my. Uh, Cool. My notes. Well, this has been uh, our third episode of our House series. We will be back for the final part uh, covering House 4, Four. which is, uh, again, going to be a first time for you and me. Oh, yeah. For both of us. Um, so oh, yeah. I'm excited, and I believe that one has the return of the great American hero from the first oh, film. Oh, sweet. Uh, Tommy? So it goes from, back, uh, yeah, it goes back to the um, the story somehow. I'm curious how they're going to do that and what that story is going to be. Do you about. think he's fighting Janky in the house? Because that would I, be amazing. No, I, I think they literally uh, just forgot about this film in the second film. Nah, that sucks. But um, that, that's the thing, too. This film is called House 3, and the house really, I mean, Has, yeah, it, I guess the film it, takes the place in the they house, could have it but the it's, <laughs> it's more of a, you know, yeah. a killer. They should have uh, just called it like uh, Meat Cleaver Max. Yeah. I, I would have watched the hell yeah. out of this. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, this has been uh, the Movie City Maniacs coming at you from Kyle's page. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can uh, email us at uh, moviecitymaniacs at gmail.com. You can find us on our Twitter at moviecitymaniac. And uh, Facebook, we have a page that you can like. But uh, more importantly, we'd love to have you guys join in the conversation. Join our group page. That's where all the discussions happening and the news are posted. And if you want to share your thoughts that we can read out on the show, any questions, opinions, whatever. Cool. Uh, yeah. Thanks for uh, listening. And, uh, and um, keep your eyes on the screens. And uh, be careful about that turkey, man. <laughs> Next Thanksgiving, I'm going to be looking at the turkey. I'm going to be afraid it's going to like pop up alive with your face on the it The turkey or might start stuffing you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, thanks, guys. Bye.